Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. The reason why this generation goes through so much, I don't know why God is stirring me here tonight. I really don't know. But I've learned to be obedient to his voice. The reason why this generation goes through so much turmoil, specifically when it comes to issues of the mind, when it comes to the battlefield of the mind, when it comes to um, depression, anxiety, uh, prescription, comes to pressure, high blood pressure, so many things that we deal with as a generation. Um, the Holy Spirit told me that one of the main reasons, Pastor Oba, that we go through so much of this is because we are empty vessels trying to pour that's why we are empty cups trying to give life does everybody agree that this is an empty bottle of water you agree this is an empty bottle of water so if I'm to come to your sass and tell you hey I bought you a, a bottle of water today here it is drink up you would look at me and tell me, Pastor, this is, this is what? Empty. There's what? Empty. There's no water in it, isn't it? No. Nothing. So how could you drink and be nourished from something that is non-existent? It's impossible, isn't it? Yes. You can't, you can't drink from this. So this is, say one more time to hear you. You can't drink from this, right? No, I can't. So thank you so much. So this is the issue with this generation. The issue is this, is that Pastor Ryan, we desire to pour, but we have not been filled. That's the problem. So we engage in spiritual activity, but with an empty bottle. So what happens is we create openings and gateways because we have no substance. For the enemy to find his way into our lives and what happens is all of a sudden we are in church but still dealing with stuff that our church told us would go if we just fasted and prayed we are in church but still in addiction we are saved but still hooked so God spoke to me and said it's because there was a water that we have not taken time to receive enough of can somebody say that there is a water see there is a stream Ezekiel 47 speaks to us about this stream symbolic of the Holy Spirit I want us to read it quickly and then I want us to go into prayer I really feel stirred for prayer tonight Ezekiel 47 tells us this isn't this is a, a revelation that Ezekiel was brought into in the scripture you see it in verses 47 it talks about the river of healing the Bible alludes to this and says then the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple there I saw a stream flowing eastward 
I'm going to jump to verses 8 then come back to the beginning. Verses 8 reads like this. Then he said to me, the river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure talking about a stream so Ezekiel was brought into a revelation where there was a stream of water and the Bible of God goes on to say that in this stream of water there was a stream that flows and when this stream flows it flows to the Dead Sea and when it flows to the Dead Sea the salty water becomes pure so what was impure becomes pure what was an addiction is no longer addiction what was a problem is no longer a problem what was empty is now filled do you get where I'm going with this it's, it's to understand the fact that when we come into contact with a living water what happens is our cups are now filled to the brim and we overflow it says here there will be swarms of living water things where wherever the water of this river flows fish will abound in the Dead Sea for its waters will become fresh I decree and declare that as the living water symbolic of the Holy Spirit begins to fill everyone's jar tonight what is gonna happen is that what was not able to live will now live in you what was not able to live you're saying pastor I keep getting divine ideas but every time I get divine ideas I can never bring them to pass this because there is not enough of living water in you because when the living water Jesus Christ rests on the inside of you what was not able to live now is able to live what was not able to find a home is now able to find a home the fish that were not able to swim in the Dead Sea are now able to swim in the Dead Sea last year around February January I went to Israel with my brother we had an incredible time we went to the Dead Sea and when we went to the Dead Sea they tell us one thing they say the mud that is around the Dead Sea is incredible. Anybody been to Israel here? Anybody? Anybody? Just me and my brother. We have to go. We have to organize a trip and take everybody to Israel. Yeah, we got to. Do you think that's good? We should organize a trip to everybody to Israel. And they say that the mud around the Dead Sea is so good for your skin. So the moment we got there, we were like... Phew went in the mud we're rolling in it we're taking the mud we're putting all over our faces putting it everywhere and then we go into the dead sea and it's the lowest point in the earth the lowest point they call the dead sea because nothing lives there nothing nothing lives and so what happens is they tell us that you can go in the dead sea and all you have to do is put your back and float now i looked at the guy telling me this and said listen i've tried to swim i went to swimming lessons when i was three and my mom dressed me in a tracksuit when I went when I went to swimming lessons because she said that if at least if you drown your tracksuit would now bubble up so that <laughs> I wish I had a picture to show you guys my brother and I were in the swimming pool of Bolton Community Center uh, in Bolton in, but near Toronto and we were swimming and the instructor was there and we were crying and all of a sudden all you see in the pool is two black boys with floaties and we're just there crying our faces off and we're in the kiddie pool <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at this guy and said, listen, if you tell me anything close to what that instructor told me when I was three, I'm coming for you. And when I was, uh, I think, 17 or 16 or 17 or something like that, my mom said, Kofi, you have to learn how to swim. And so she took me to swimming lessons. And uh, the swimming lessons, I don't know what happened with the registration, but I was in a swimming class with like, like three-year-olds, five-year-olds, um, 
10-year-old. The, the instructor himself was smaller than me. So I'm walking out, you know, and, you know, 17, I'm a football player, you know, I'm, <laughs> I walk out and this instructor's like, are you in my class or are you in a private class? And I'm saying, nah, I'm in your class. And he's like, all right, well, Kofi, um, what we're going to do is, and this man scared of me. I'm like, no, just teach me how to swim, okay? And this instructor's like, all you have to do is learn how to float. All you have to do is learn how to float. How many people swim here? You swim. Oh, bro, whoa. I have a good church. If we ever go swimming, I'm safe. <laughs> no, I, I can swim now, by the grace of God, I think. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the instructor's like, Kofi, all you have to do is learn how to float. I'm like, all right, so I go on my back and I'm not floating. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm not floating. I keep drowning. I keep drowning. He's like, you have to learn how to relax. And I'm like, yo, man, if you know the amount of stuff I have to do, like right after here, I got to go here, I got to go here. He said, you got to relax. Long story short, I left this class. I never finished it. Uh, but I'll, I'll go back to finish it. All to say that I went to the Dead Sea and, and they tell me, all you have to do is go on your back. And if you go on your, black, your back, you'll float. Like it's impossible that you cannot float. So I, I go on my back and I'm floating and I'm like, whoa, it finally works. And I realize that I'm at the lowest point of gravity. If I can't float here, there's no hope for me anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is put yourself on your back. The water itself will prop you up. You have to do nothing. I said, where are these pools in Ottawa? This is what I need in Ottawa every day. So I'm on my back, and they only tell us one instruction. They said, listen, you can lay on your back. Just make sure that the water does not get into your eyes. Because if this salt water gets into your eyes, people have died on this site because of the salt water in their eyes. I, I don't know. Just maybe. Just maybe, let's just think and, and say just maybe that many of us are in toxic situations where, where if we but make a move, it could kill us. That if, we but, if we but stretch forth our, our imagination to think of something, that thought could kill us. That, that environment could kill us and destroy us. But God is saying in this scripture that I know you're in a toxic situation, but that is why I'm sending the living water to purify your situation and to purify your stand and to purify your environment and to purify everything you are in. I've come to decree and declare to somebody. I really don't want to preach tonight, but I feel it coming in me to decree to somebody that I don't care what you are in right now if you fill your cup with the living water you surely will not die somebody say I will not die I'm telling you I don't know why I feel this so strong tonight but you will not die the only death you'll know is the death of your flesh so that you could be alive with Christ because the Bible says we are living sacrifices that are made holy and acceptable unto him it means that every day of our lives we are dead but yet we are living we are dead man walking dead to our our desires but made alive with Christ please be seated and so I I'm still here in Ezekiel I'm, we're still talking about this water this stream that flows it says here life will flourish wherever this water flows I, I'm gonna read this again and and when it gets to a junction I'm gonna point and I just want you to just receive that it, just say that I receive that it, it says that there will be swarms of living water wherever the water uh, of this river flows somebody said I receive that 
It said fish will abound in the Dead Sea. That means prosperity will be found even in a situation of lack. Somebody receive that. It, it says for its waters will become fresh. It means that the dirty waters you were in now from this moment forward will become fresh. Somebody say I receive that. It said life will flourish wherever this water flows. Somebody say I receive that. It's my favorite. It says fishermen will stand along the shores of the Dead Sea. And it says all the way from the Engedi to the Englam, the shores will be covered with nets drying in the sun. It said fish of every kind will find and fill the Dead Sea just as they fill the Mediterranean. I prophesy that over you that what people said could not produce will produce because of the living water that is about to fill your life in the next 10 minutes. The living water that's going to refresh you. You are filled with the Holy Ghost but we still need some infilling sometimes. We still need to be refreshed in the Holy Ghost. I prophesy that where people said you cannot live you shall live to decree and declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Nobody shall knock you from where you are meant to be. I decree and declare you are the head and never the tail. I decree and declare that what God has said, let no man cast asunder. I don't know why I feel such a declarative grace tonight, but I decree upon your life tonight that what people said you cannot accomplish, I decree, I decree and declare you accomplish in one day. You will accomplish what people couldn't do in eight years. You will do it in one week. I decree and declare that even though people at your workplace are complaining, saying that why do you always finish things on time and why are you always such an a good employee and they're even conniving to get you fired I prophesy that that thing will boomerang back to them it will boomerang back to the sender and whoever was planning your downfall God will boomerang it back to them I decree and declare if I be a man of God I speak by the auspices of the Holy Ghost that God will begin to make your dead river have life again it will have life again my God it will have life it will have life please be seated please be seated You see, when fresh water, fresh water finds itself in the stream and goes to the dead sea, the dead things of our lives, the, the dead ideas of our lives, the dead areas of our lives, the, the areas that we cover up, the areas we don't want people to know and the things we don't want people to see. When God's living water begins to flow to those areas, that is what I call a revival. That is what I call a revival. That's what I call a revival. When what was dead now has space to live, we call that a revival. So, in as much as God is doing incredible things in the city of Montreal, God has also commissioned us to add to the voices of what God is already doing in the city, to be able to add to the revival that is happening. So tomorrow we take what we do here to a different city, in a different place, in a different atmosphere so we can see the dead seas of the lives of people now to be purified so that there will be fish and provisions found in that sea. There was a generation of people that are waiting for what God has placed because if you didn't know God has placed something in this place and this church is a river and what happens is then when God sends us out as streams we begin to bring this same river into 
dead seas in the city of Montreal, into dead seas in the city of Toronto, into dead seas in the city of Hamilton, into dead seas in Vancouver, into dead seas in Calgary. So we are coming with a water, but how can we go and pour out if we have nothing? We have nothing but drops because we've been pouring out and pouring out and every day somebody wants to come to us for counseling and every day somebody wants to get advice from us and every day you don't know that as everybody is coming to you what's happening is that the living water that's in you the grace and anointing that you have the level and capacity that you have to carry what God has placed in you is being poured out and poured out and poured out so that's when people say I'm burnt out because there's demand on me, but I don't have enough as much as is required of me. Unless we go back to the source. Unless we go back to the living water. And this is what brings us to the top of this verse. Let me read this and then I want us to pray. This is what brings us back to the top of this verse. I'm going to take it from the top. It says, then the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing eastward from beneath the temple threshold. This stream then passed to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gateway and led me around the eastern entrance. There I could see the stream flowing out through the east side of the east gate. Measuring as he went, he led me along the stream for seven for 1,750 feet and told me to go across. At that point, it begins to now speak about the rising of the water levels. The rising of the water levels. We're talking about the stream of living water that God sends to be able to fill your jaw. We're talking about the stream of living water that God sends to the Dead Seas to bring provision. We're talking about the stream of living water that comes and when it does, it purifies and sanctifies uh, what, was, what was not made right. I, I looked at the scripture in correlation to the ending of our series looking at the life of Paul. And what I really found is I, I love Paul for many things in the Bible. And one thing that I love him for is, and he's found in these two verses, Galatians 2.19 and Romans 12 verses 1. You can read them when you get home. But I'm going to brace through them right now. One thing I loved about Paul is found here. It says, for I through the law died to the law that I may live to God. Verses 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives inside of me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me Romans 12 verses 1 says this and so dear brothers and sisters I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you let them be a living and a holy sacrifice the kind that will be holy and acceptable this is what I call true worship to him I love these two scriptures because if you correlate them beautifully you begin to see that Paul was a man who was desperately in love with Jesus You'll see that Paul was a man who literally said, God, dunk me in whatever it is that you are. Fill me with whatever it is that you have. Let me overflow with whatever it is that you have inside of me. He was a man that literally said, God, I decide not even to marry just so that I can be with you. One. He's a man that said, God, 
I will live with you. It doesn't matter where life takes me. My eyes are focused on you. I want to be a living sacrifice, dead to me and alive to you. Ask myself, how did he get there? God brought me and correlated me to this scripture in Ephesians 47. This is where we pick it up with the rising of the water. The rising of the water here it says that at 1750 feet and told them to go across at that point the water was up to my ankles so we're talking about the water now rising to the point whereby it's at the ankles to the point where he can walk through the water that is the bare minimum and then it says this and then it says that after another 1715 feet after he told me to cross again the water now rose up came at my knee level someone say knee level it said after another 1750 feet it was up to my waist someone say my waist then he measured another and the river was too deep to cross without swimming there is a river that God is about to release in this room tonight to fill your empty jar to get you on path to be able to be to, to, to be able to pour out and be a source but the water that God needs you to be filled with is not ankle level it's not knee level it's not waist level it's at a level whereby as you're walking you're so immersed that you have no choice but to swim you have no choice but to swim in what God is about to bring you. How many people want the river of God to flood their lives? How many people? Let me see by raising hands. You want the river of God to flood your life? You want the river of God? The river of God, that same river that flows whereby dead things are made alive. That same river that flows whereby fishermen are by it. That same river that flows that dead things that people said are impossible now find expression to be able to live. That same river is coming. But God has told me when I walked in this room, he said, Kofi, tell my people that what I, what I want to do through them and in them cannot be done with a faith that is only requested of an ankle level of what I have to give them. I, I tell my people that what I want to do through them it is not a faith that is only of the knee level or of the waist level but what I want to do through them is going to demand them to be like Paul in such a way whereby they request for me to send them a river that they can only swim in they can only swim in it God is in the business tonight you can be on your feet up God is in the business tonight of sending you a refresher a refresher do you know that the beginning of true deliverance is honesty you have to admit that you're empty for God to feel you. I lived my life for years, years, thinking that I was filled, yet I was empty. 
wanting to pour, but had nothing to pour. So I found myself in a place where I would get into this situation and this addiction I couldn't break and this problem I couldn't break because I thought to myself that I was filled enough and I knew God enough, but I didn't at all. And let me help you on learning how to fill your job. One of the primary ways I'm going to tell you to fill your job is through the Word of God. The Word of God. The washing of the Word. Ephesians 5.26 tells us, You husbands must love your wives with the same love Christ showed the church. He gave up his life to her to make her holy and clean, washed by baptism and by God's Word. So when we come to Jesus, come to God through his Word, he speaks to us, and it's a form of filling the bottle that was empty. It adds substance where we feel as though we need to pour out. And so I submit to you tonight, get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. Know the Word of God. Get into His Word even more. Know things about the word that you didn't know before. Begin to take on challenges. Begin to um, uh, have devotional plans. Begin to uh, endeavor to crave for the word of God. Because as you crave for the word of God, it, it's a tool that allows the water levels that are coming in to not be ankle deep, not just be shallow. For the assignment that God has for you, as I'm talking to you, the assignment that God has for you tonight, it, 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 it doesn't require shallow levels of water. It requires deep levels of water. How many people want to go to the deep tonight? You want to swim in the deep tonight? We are all spiritually learning how to swim tonight, me, myself included. We're learning how to swim tonight. We are, we are going to dive into the spirit. Not ankle level. Not knee level. Not waist level. We are going deep. Would you raise your hands tonight? Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.